0: Welcome, everyone, to Authors on the Air. I'm Pam Stack, your host. We're part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. Hello, hello, everyone. I hope that you took in that beautiful trailer for my friend Helene Mario's new book called Shadow Music. Hi, Helene. How are you? I'm fine. Thank
1: you, Pam. Thanks for having me.
0: I'm so thrilled that you're back here. It seems like it's two years between books for you. Is that right? Right yeah and a little more, and I, I feel bad about that, but I'm slow. Oh, why should you feel bad? You have to run it your own pace, and it for to be so beautiful as shadow music Thank you. um i Helene, I want to tell everyone a little bit about you um. You and your husband have a very interesting history, um, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But Hel- Helene is, this is her third book in the, in the symphony series, what I call it. I, I'm not sure what the t- actual title is, but it is published by Ocean View, and I got the first copy of the book naturally, and so I invited Helene to be here. First of all,
1: welcome back. Thank you. I'm- delighted to be with you. You were my very first live interview a couple of years ago.
0: Oh, oh, so many years ago. (laughs) We don't even remember how long we've been friends. That's what's so funny. (laughs) Forever. Ever. It does seem like that, doesn't it? So I want to talk about your inspiration for writing this symphony series. Now, I know that you are a music lover and that you and your husband support charities involving music for children um, I, I think that's amazing. Um, the list of charitable organizations that you donate proceeds from your books from is a long, long, long one. And I'm sure each of those are thrilled to receive money from you. So thank you for that. But let's talk. My pleasure. Let's talk how this started. How did you decide at a
1: later period in your life that you were going to write books? Oh, yes. Uh, well, it's the first question I'm always asked, Pam, what and who inspired you? And for me, um, my son played classical music. Huh. And I, we did not have any music in our home, no piano. But, uh, when my son began asking to play, to take lessons, we ended up renting an upright and over a few years, we went from a no piano home to a grand piano home. So he studied for 15 years. And so I, I loved all kinds of music, but I didn't know classical, but every night I would listen to him practice and I fell in love. So the, the what inspired me is classical music and the who, my son Sean.
0: How, what is the connection there between writing the books?
1: Well, I I like to say that um the definition of inspire, uh, inspiration, the root is inspire, meaning breathe in, breathing mm-hmm. everything around you. That's where right. inspiration comes from. And really listening to the music, I realized that music tells a story. Of course. A beginning, a middle, an end, pain, agony, fear, love. Redemption, happiness. you just can follow it. Yes. And what I learned finally by this third book, what I learned is that the music can mirror my Maggie's story. My main character, as some of you may know, uh, is a, a pianist, Maggie O'Shea, who lives in Boston. And um, I've been able to show how the music mirrors her story. It's
0: a beautiful way to, to, to write a book and to listen to a book and to read a book. I mean, I, I I studied keyboards for 25 years, I think. And, um, it, it, there is something very peaceful about playing an instrument. As you know, my producer is also a musician he's a classical guitarist. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think music, I, I don't know anyone who doesn't, who isn't affected by music. So let's start from the beginning from first book and talk about your character, Maggie, and how she developed with you.
1: Okay. Um, Well, I knew when I, I, I started writing late in life, as you said, I didn't sign my first publishing contract till age 68. So, I'm an old dog learning new tricks for sure. Yeah, but you learned them fast, honey. I don't yeah. care. You learned them well, fast. Thank you. With <laughs> with um The Lost Concerto, I knew I had to I wanted to write the book that I wanted to read. truly. Right. So I wanted to write uh a, a book about um a pianist because I love the music so much. And that is really how Maggie was born. I loved Boston. I fell in love with my husband there. Boston was a perfect place to set her. Yes. And so, um, but of course, there's nothing without conflict. Something must happen. And when we first meet Maggie in the Lost Concerto, she's grieving the tragic death of her husband. And she's been so affected that she's lost her will to play her music. She can't play the piano and she misses both her husband and her music desperately. But she becomes involved in a search for her missing godson, takes her to Paris and slowly but surely, she begins to find her way back and find what's lost within herself, really. Absolutely. And the Grieg, the Grieg is what plays the music through through line in that story because it haunts her dreams. But you have to read the book to find out why. You have to
0: absolutely read yeah. the book. So um, I noticed on Shadow Music that the lovely Sandra Brown, who is brilliant in my opinion, <laughs> said this was fine tingling suspense you can't go wrong with that when sandra brown says your book is good you know it's good and of course i know you're beloved in the literary community too so let's talk about writing when you were younger did you ever imagine yourself as a writer or was this all is this kind
1: of like a dream realized for you both i never ever thought i would write a book um, but as I after my children were born I, also I never took a writing course but when my children were born I as you know believe in giving back and I became a volunteer and I discovered Pam that every time I volunteered I would um head to the writing part of the job whether it was write the minutes or write an article or whatever it was and so I think writing found me and after that, I, I I wrote for the newspaper, which I loved, but there was something missing, and it was fiction. I wanted to write. You wanted stories, right? You wanted to get past
0: the who, what, where, why, and when, you know, exactly. and, and yeah, exactly, and really expand on that. But having a, a newspaper background has to help. You know, you are very succinct in what you can, how much you can write, what you can say, and all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, <it. laughs> That's what I learned from that. What? I'm the queen of adverbs. You know, well, but here's the thing. It, you know, you're aware of it though when you do your reread through your whip. So, you know, that's that's really important. Yeah. Um, it must be why your writing seems so clear to me and so on point. Um, you know, I, I get caught up in in a story when, like, one of yours, I get caught up in it and. I have to have paper when I'm reading a book like yours because I'll stick my thumb in here and then I'll go back and say, what? Now, where was that again? You know, mm-hmm. so I'm constantly flipping back and forth. That's how mesmerizing your writing is to me. I, it's mm-hmm. just fabulous. Um, what does your husband think of your writing and what does your, what does your son, son think about it
1: since he was your inspiration? Ah, uh, well. I am very lucky to say that that my family has been so supportive. I also have a, an older daughter and um, of course the grandchildren make fun of me. But why? Oh, oh, grandma. Yeah, you know, but. Do uh, they, they not understand that they can go into a store <laughs> and buy this? I show them their names. there in every dedication. <laughs> I saw them in the dedication. <laughs> but my husband, especially, he's been my biggest support and, um, Yeah, and he, and also a very good editor because, as I said, I oh, I never met a sentence I didn't like, you know. And so I overwrite, but my husband is brutal sometimes, but good. Well, you know something? It's funny
0: that you say that you overwrite. I think that um, you're better off taking away than trying to go
1: back and put in, right? Yes, I would rather do that. Yes, and the other thing is. I am visual. I like to try to paint pictures with words. And sometimes you can go overboard with that, of course. You know, someone said I used the word silver 500 times. <laughs> you know, thank God for editing. Well, I, I, yeah, thank God for editors who take
0: care of things like that. Mm-hmm. But it's funny, um, those things, you're right about that when you overuse a word as a, a reader of 400 books a year you know i i um i actually stop that's a speed bump for me if i see the same word over and over again in your dialogue which is lovely lovely very authentic your dialogue feels like i don't need you to tell me who the characters are that are speaking because they're so they're so multi-dimensional bless your heart
1: thank you i I try very hard to do that yeah do you ever read your dialogue out loud oh yes yes Yes, i do i think it's critical for any author really to read their work out loud because you can hear what you can't see
0: that's true yeah you you know it's interesting to me i would imagine and i'm not a writer and i don't claim to be but um, I would imagine if you read something over and over and over again, you're missing a lot of it because you're so you're you're anticipating what what is on the page already. Versus when you read it, it really is a different part of your brain that's
1: analyzing everything. Correct? Yes, and also you tend to hear the cadence and the voice of that character, and that's, then you can say, "Oh, he would never say that," or "Oh my gosh, that's perfect." <laughs> there you go. No, no, it's true. So when you're writing, are you excited? Are you happy when you're writing? Oh, yes. Uh, yes, I lose myself totally. In fact, if my husband came up behind me, I usually scream because right. I'm so not in my presence. I'm in, in my book. Mm-hmm. And do you, are you happy when you finish? No, I miss the characters. I cry. I <laughs> cry every time I finish. <laughs> I um feel the characters of my friends I'm a little woo woo crazy now but I do feels no, I, no. I think that's normal yeah, yeah. So,
0: so with yeah. Maggie there are do you keep like um like a series bible or anything so that you remember what I should have I don't I, I should have I said I'm sorry I I'm I'm curious because I mean, obviously you use different settings as part of of the narrative and that's really important too. But, um, I just wonder if, if you remember your characters well enough that you just know what they've said
1: in the past, what they've done. Mostly. Yes. But I have had to go back. Uh, I don't, you know, readers are so savvy. Yeah. And they will say, oh, she said that one in the last book or something like that. So I've tried very hard to be original and yet keep the voice. I I can't say if I've succeeded or not, honestly. My memory isn't that good anymore.
0: But Listen, uh, you know, like I I write everything down. I must have a pile this high of notes, so believe me,
1: I understand that. Um, This this is is what I wrote just for today in case you asked me something I didn't know. (laughs) You say, I don't know
0: i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> susan elizabeth phillips who is an international best-selling writer of romance and women's fiction said when she can't remember something she just goes to her facebook group of readers she probably has thirty-five thousand, 000 or maybe more and she just says readers what happened in this story who was that character and she said that's her you know that's her wiki is her wiki's uh, yes. reader
2: group they are
0: it, yeah. And so it, she says that they read all her books and, you know, I've read all her books. So I understand read all your books too. But, um, she said that's how she calls up facts that she can't remember.
1: So it's, it's got, that's her Bible. I think, <laughs> yes, yes. I think Maggie just talks through me. You know, uh, I just, that's, I think, think one of my strengths, the characters and my new character, Dove. I love him. And someone said, how could you get into a teenage, Um, foster care kid and I'm not sure how I did it but he he speaks to me you know I just feel as if I know him interesting yeah um Helene what did you do professionally before you retired and started writing I did not earn any money everything was volunteer and I also worked When we moved to Maryland, I worked at the Clinton-Gore White House for eight years and wrote for them, which I loved doing. And I'm still in touch with those folks today. Lovely. Yeah. But always, always um, volunteering and got into uh, starting my fund for groups because I just believe so strongly in nonprofits, the work of nonprofits. Pay it forward. Yep. I agree with you a hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm, that's so wonderful of you because you, and that you're willing to talk about a lot of people don't want to talk about what they do, but, but thank you for doing that. And especially because you, the funds come from music and books. That's really important. Yeah. Um,
1: does your son read the book, read your book? Yes. Most my children read the books and tell me that they love them. So they're, they're proud of me and, and I couldn't be more proud and honored. So. I think it's one. They're the ones I write for, really. You know, and the grandchildren. It's to show them that we need to respect the past and respect our thoughts and words and whatever comes next, and be. Bra- you know, let me say this. My characters have really allowed me to explore themes that I might never have explored. And so I have some aging characters that let me explore aging and grief. I've been able to look at um, fear in a different way, faith, and certainly courage. And, you know, I, I want my readers to say, what would I have done? And yes. these are all things that I want to impart these questions of conscience I want to impart that to my my family too, and my grandchildren. Yeah. That's what I can leave to them
0: it's for the greater good. It mm-hmm. seems like your brain is always working for the greater good, and that is something I admire greatly about mm-hmm. you, my friend. Yeah. So
1: I think we all need to just be kind and keep trying to make the world a better place, I agree whether it's by you. writing or art or programs that share. Oh.
0: All of those things, I think, are important to our our spiritual and mental well being. Yes. you know, uh, I think that without the, the arts, um, whatever your art happens to be, I think we're, you lose something if you don't, if you're not involved in it in some way or immersed in it in some way. I want to talk to you about shadow music. Would you give us the elevator pitch, please? And take your time; it's a long
1: elevator. Okay. <laughs> uh, the last time I lifted up my a book on live television, or Clunked myself in the head and almost knocked myself. I'm always poking myself in the eye or doing something. I I get it. My elevator pitch. Well, Maggie in the second book, Dark Rhapsody, has begun to find her music again, and now finally in Shadow Music, she's brought her music back, and she's just trying to start a new life for herself. And she has a new love, someone we are all a little bit in love with, the Colonel. And uh, she's really making a new life, and then she discovers something earth-shaking in her life, and it draws her to Cornwall. And uh, I loved Cornwall from the time I saw it, and I don't want to give too much away, but I certainly pulled in all of those, um, those settings. I like an atmospheric setting very much.
0: Yes. Have you walked in your character's footsteps? In yes. Myself? Yeah. Absolutely. That's as often as, told, as I can. you're, you're, it's so well told. And I imagine myself being in Paris or in London and, you know, because I've been to those places too. So yes. it's so fascinating for me to, to read it and how accurately
1: described it is. Thank you. Yes. And, and the other thing is talking about inspiration. You have to be open. You just don't make up the idea. You have to be open to what you see. And mm-hmm. so in Paris, we came off of an elevator and we walked into the bird market. And it was, this is many years ago. So, Oh my God, what a place for a scene. It and is so interesting. The bird market to me is so fascinating. Yes. And I don't think a lot of people know about it. Maybe you can talk a little bit about it so people know. Yeah, it's just a, well, it was. Now it's only on Sundays, I think. But it's cage upon cage, rows of high cages piled with different birds in it for a market. And I it's one of my best scenes ever I wrote in that that bird market.
0: It is. uh, It's fascinating to know about that. You're not the first person who's used that in a book. So i was really happy to see that because your perspective's are totally different and it's lovely to see it from the writer's standpoint which were different and that and that says it to be, i think but it's your scene is, is delicious
1: <laughs> we're not going to tell no. anybody so no, no but 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 another thing i've discovered about settings sometimes i'll use a setting everyone knows carnegie hall they go oh yes i know it uh, but then i like to find settings that are different that people will say gee i would Like to learn about that. For instance, the um, actor's chapel in New York City. Most people don't know about that, but it has given me some bang up scenes. Yeah. No, Uh, I think it's wonderful.
0: Um, Helene, if, if you had to choose a profession other than writing,
1: what do you think you'd want to do? I would, well, if I were younger, I would be a dancer on Broadway. And if at any age I would I would paint. I would be an artist.
0: How wonderful. Have you done any intuitive painting?
1: No. <laughs> no, I can't paint. I can't paint. I can't even play the piano, Pam. <laughs> I took piano lessons just to get the feel of it. It was really all osmosis through my yeah. son. Interesting. Yeah. Um, what
0: is something that about you that people don't know that you don't mind sharing?
1: Ooh. Mm. I wouldn't mind sharing it, but I'm not sure even I know. Uh I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm I don't have the confidence. I'm always scared that my book isn't gonna be good enough. And so I guess that that would be books, you you've got a publisher. You're in bookstores. I mean I know, but you know what? You you just when you write a series, you really owe it to your readers to keep stepping up just that teeny bit and give them what they expect. So that um, frightens me. I always think I poured my whole heart and soul into the last one. What can I do now to be better? And, you know, you just have to hope for that moment of madness, I think.
0: Well, let's, so let's talk about that. You, I want you to think back to the very first book, okay? Mm-hmm. Where do you think you are now that you have three out in the world? I think I'm a better writer.
1: What have you learned about yourself since you started writing? Well, I think those things that I mentioned before, exploring uh, as you get older, there's more loss in your life, yes. more grief. You question more. You certainly, certainly look back over choices you've made and the consequences. Yeah. Um, you You wonder how you've shown yourself that, yes, sometimes you can be brave when maybe you didn't think you could be yeah and um more understanding more open more open i i
0: think that happens naturally as as we get older i know i was just talking to a friend of mine from high school today we were saying the same thing you know as as our friends start to fade away and are no longer on this plane you know we were saying we really had to pull the circle tighter and, and really cherish it all. So I understand that.
1: Um, what do you like to do in your spare time? Read. (laughs) I do. I love to read. Um, I love to listen to music. I like to walk and I like to spend time with my family and friends. Like I'm a normal person, like everybody else. I don't ski or do any of those things and just, um, I'm quiet. I like quiet times. Oh, I love to go out for dinner with my husband, a romantic dinner.
0: Oh, how long have you been married? 52 years. I know. Thank Congratulations, you. Congratulations, my friend. It's a
1: road. <laughs> it's, road. Then,
0: you know, it's a road. You know, it's a learning curve, isn't it? Yes. same way as writing is there's nothing easy about either of those two things. Yeah. So I, I honor you.
1: Um, anyone you want to give a shout out to? Well, oh sure. Oh my, my publishers for taking a chance on me and believing in me. you are wonderful sure. people for um, sure. And two, the two women that, uh, two beautiful authors that that um, wrote blurbs on my jacket this time. Sandra Brown, who is so generous and kind, um, yes. because I don't think she never heard of me, and yet she took the time.
0: And so, Hank Philippi so, yeah.
1: Ryan, who yeah. also wrote a blurb for me and has been as supportive as anyone could ask. So I, I, watched, her, so.
0: Her, I watched her reading your first chapter today. Yeah. And, you know she's lovely. Hank and I do a lot of things together. I mean, she's she's just the best. So, um, what about your family? You want to say hi to anybody? The grandkids, so they know. Oh yes, his grandma. grandma.
1: <laughs> I just um, I have the five. I have let's see, Ellie, Tyler. Claire, Declan, and Ian. They range from age five to my teenage 15, Ellie. So you have to learn how to grandparent differently as they get older. That is for sure. True. Uh, And even since now
0: mine are just six and going to be four. So, or going to be seven and going to be four. And they sure are different from the little monkeys that climbed all over me, you know, a couple of years ago. So, But it's fun. It's fun when, to see them. And yes. I, I love being around them. And,
1: know. you know, I love thinking about how they'll be as young adults, what choices they'll make as they grow up. Interesting that's, to look at. A mom and a grandma talking. You can tell. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. Helene, where can we find you on the interwebs and on on Facebook or wherever? Well, yeah, I'm on.
1: I can't give you the numbers, but I'm on Facebook. I mean, I don't know the links. I'm on Facebook and uh, a little bit of Twitter. is not my favorite thing because I like to write a lot of words. Yeah. Um, and on my website, I guess is a good one. Mario.com, which we have on the screen in front of you. you. And then and the uh, contact in the website gives a, a, an email where people could email me. And I love to hear from people. I really well, love I'm going to email you
0: all the time. Okay, thank you. I'm going to email you all the time since okay. you've never met a sentence you didn't love.
1: <laughs> madly, deeply, purely, <laughs> <laughs> quietly. <laughs> <laughs> Any ideas for your next novel? Yes. Um, I thought. At my age that with the three books, it was a trilogy and I was finito. But some little surprise happens or a couple of surprises at the end of shadow. M- well, they even surprised me. So now I'm halfway through the next one. And are we getting a book in a year instead of two? I would, I would try I will try. Um the the big deal now is that I am challenging myself by trying to do more of a dual timeline. There there in in shadow music you go back to World right. War II and the Cold War, but not so much. Right. And there is a challenge in dual timeline because you have two sets of characters, right. You know, and then the voices become more complicated.
0: So is this this is still um, um a Maggie book? Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: And do you have a working title? Uh, yes, uh, um, I forget it. <laughs> I thought I was going to scoop it. <laughs> I got it, I got it. Echoes on the Wind. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Thank you. It's yes. got that little bit of music feel to it. Yes. But, yeah. Yes. And I even have a title for the one after that if I ever get there, Pam. I read orchestra. How do you think? I love it. I know. Me too. You're very talented with those titles and the character
0: names. There, it's very creative of you. Hello, mm-hmm. Mario. I adore you, and I'm so mm-hmm. glad that you came to visit with me. And really, it was like kind of talking over a cup
1: of coffee, right? I, you know what? I feel exactly that way. I really yeah. do.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, listen. You take good care of yourself. We will get together when you come down to Southwest Florida. Um, I want my book signed. I want all my books signed. So I will be coming. To see you with books in hand, okay?
1: Thank you so much, and thank you, anyone listening. I I appreciate your time and 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 connect. You know. Thank you so much, Elaine. Thank you for
0: listening, everybody. If you're with us live, and thanks for the, those of you who listen later or watch later. And thank you, Mom and Dad. I'll see you later. Bye bye.